everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where when your teenagers wake up in a good mood, you know it's going to be a good day. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach. I cannot hear myself, but I am blogger. There we go. Blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison, right before Nahum's live lunch. It seems that Nahum has some kind of live lunch segment in store for me today. He made mention of it this morning on Jamie and the AM. And frankly, I wish I wasn't listening at that moment to the show because I, uh, sitting here trepidatiously wondering what my boss has in store for me today. I know it has something to do with our trip from Israel, trip to Israel last week. But frankly, after that, I'm a little bit nervous. Coming to you from the home of the Nachum Segal Network on the absolutely beautiful Lower East Side on this beautiful Thursday morning, Boker Tov to Avrami. Boker Tov, good to see you. How's it going? Thank God, it's doing all right. I was going to play Welcome Back, Cotter this morning because I feel like we all haven't been here in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it really really has. And actually, Jamie and I commented, Jamie Nachum and I commented before uh, we came into the studio the other day on Monday that that was the first Monday in almost a month that we had all been there at the same time between my being on vacation, Nachum sitting Shiva, going to Israel, I mean, we, it was it was five weeks almost since we had been in the studio together. So this is a it's a nice reunion here today <laughs> for those of us who came to work. Celebratory muffin tops. Exactly, celebratory muffin tops that were finished on purpose before somebody made it into the studio. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. Follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegelnet, all one word. Miriam L Wallach, also all one word. Before we get to the national holidays, I do want to wish a Mazal Tov uh, to my cousin who got married Monday night. Sammy Khan married Ricky Lewis. I can forget her last name now. Sammy and Ricky Khan are married. They got married Monday night at the Sands. Uh, it was a wonderful night. Gary Wallen Orchestra. Everybody did a great job. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. It was a big simcha. Uh, my grandparents would have been very proud to be there, unfortunately, for... Obvious reasons they were not there. They have been gone a long, long time, but they were certainly there in spirit. And I wish my aunt and uncle, the Khans from Chicago, a Mazal Tov, and the Lewises from Woodmere, a Mazal Tov as well. It was a wonderful, wonderful night. It's a lot of fun to have family together in the same place, especially when they're your cousins. You know what the great thing is about cousins? They're like siblings, except you don't fight with them. You have fun with them. You go out, you know, you do fun things with them or whatever. You only have good memories with them, but you're not fighting with them over, you know, who's taking care of mommy and doing other things. Like grandkids. You send them home after the fun is done. Let me tell you something. <laughs> grandkids, I can't wait to be a grandparent. I mean. No pressure on Right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Plenty of time. I can't wait to be a grandparent because it's just, it looks like fun. And then you hand them back. You just give them back. It's like being an aunt. And you like to give gifts. And I, yes, you like. I like to give gifts. I like to let people know I've been thinking about them. I also, as you know, like to give the right gift. I'm so totally loony about giving the right gift anyway national holidays the duchess who wasn't day i have no idea what that means but i thought i'd give whoever gets that a shot don't you be googling it now you're so predictable no no take away the boy's computer no you don't get to look that it's also it's national be kind to humankind week it ends on the 31st so if your nature isn't necessarily to be nice to other people don't worry you only got a couple of days left Schiffer klein from joy of kosher joins us here in the studio the new issue is out when i wrote on facebook that it is literally hot off the presses it is <laughs> it is literally hot off the presses good morning shifra good morning thank you for joining me um especially thank you for joining me it's got to be busy time yeah i mean it's like back to school right yeah 
Back to school, back to work. Back to work. I mean, we're always working, right? Right. Is it ever back to work for you? No, actually, somebody (laughs) asked me if my summer has calmed down, and they asked me this on uh, yesterday morning. And it happened to be that because we did a live remote from Gourmet Glot yesterday, that I got up at 3.30, was at the gym by 5 to 4, so that I could be at work by 5.15, 5.20. And so I said, well, funny, so this person texted me, "Um, did your life calm down yet this summer? I'm like, well, funny, this is not the morning to ask me that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, people like you and I are always working. And while you and I have seasons, right, there's got to be a quiet time. There there are quiet times. Right. There are quiet times. This is... This is not this one. This is of not those. one of them. Definitely not. When you jo- when you came into the studio and I joked, "How's Pesach looking?" I was only partially kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, we're always planning ahead. You know, you get the issue. Whoever subscribes to the magazine gets the issue a few weeks before. Right. So whoever, um, you know, probably already got it in the mail. Membership has its privileges. Yeah, totally. And um, yeah, definitely. I mean, we we also just moved to uh, Cedarhurst. Oh, that's right, Mazel So that was hectic. Yeah, first moving. Of all, I've never really moved. <gasps> oh, like that. I mean, right. it's it was not really, fun. Yeah, it, they personally moved. The clients moved. The <laughs> yeah. clients. Moved. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. The Joy of Kosher um, headquarters is still located in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Right. But you guys personally moved. How's that working out? Welcome it's to uh, the Five Towns. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you're you. still happy? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just listen. Let me tell you something about living in the Five Towns. <laughs> if you don't make fun of it. You won't survive. And oh, I say okay. that with love. And the five towns has its pluses and its minuses, but Jamie can tell you the same thing. If you <laughs> if you don't learn to make fun of certain things that go on, yeah, it, it can okay. be it can be a bumpy ride. But we welcome you to the neighborhood. Thank you. So um so let's talk actually for a second that and that brings up the um the restaurant opening section that goes yeah. on in the back of the um in the back of the issue this month is uh featured by um so Elon, Elon Kornblum, yeah, Elon right? from Great Kosher Restaurants. Um, shares all his, uh, you know, secret knowledge of what's going on in the kosher restaurant scene. And he really does, by the way. He has an insider's look. Yeah, he really does. And yeah. so it's very generous. Page 80, that's where we are. Yeah, to share it with our readers. So it's really exciting to see all the new. So what we did in honor of the new year was ask him to tell us all the new restaurants that are opening up. Um, or restaurants that are like being updated or whatever it is. So, so I see that, the, that there was an update in the five towns, right? The BH Steakhouse, yeah. which used to be... Uh, Brasserie Halevi is now opening, has now reopened as the BH Steakhouse, which is yeah. great. Um, but you know, something that I that really bothers me yeah. about the Five Towns is that we do not have destination eating. We do not have, and maybe they're different now. So I have no idea. And the truth right. is, I never went to Brasserie Halevi as a person who does not look for a good steak when she goes out for dinner. This is, you know, it's not on my to do list. And there are a lot of good eateries in the Five Towns. There's, good, yeah, really good, good, yeah. but not something I'm driving to. Yeah, right. It's, like Brooklyn has it now. Correct. Manhattan always did. Right. The I Manhattan is itself a destination. Right. But the but, Loft um, in Borough Park, I've driven there a number of yeah. times and seen other people from the five towns there, and and it's not crazy, right? And are you kidding me? I could, if I could drive to Pardes every single, I know that would be. Oh my gosh! If you could pay for Pardes every night, I, I, exactly. <laughs> that's another story, right? Or Pardes wants to pay me to eat right, there. Right, that's exactly. true. Yeah, um, that would be great. But but is that changing? Is that changing in the five towns? Is something coming? That's going to be a destination restaurant for people outside of the Five Towns area to brave the Van Wick and say, you know what? We're taking a ride. 
I mean, we hope, right? Oh, but you don't know anything. No, I don't know anything. Oh, Do you know ho- something? No, I oh. had heard. I had heard that that was changing, oh, but okay. I didn't. I didn't hear anything. Oh, you haven't heard anything. No. All right, so maybe I should stop. The they rumor. should tell us. So we should tell people. Right. Whoever's out there that knows. It's so frustrating. Let us know. <laughs> it's frustrating. You have supermarkets like Gourmet Glot where people right. drive to to shop to be, shop at because it's a pleasure. It's such a pleasure. But there's there's no higher end restaurant yeah. that I can look at and say, you know what. And what I think is a good compliment for a steakhouse is when I want to go there because they make an excellent piece of fish. And I'm not saying that to be funny. No, really. Right. But but my attitude about steakhouses and places in general about fish is that it's already dead. Don't kill it again. So if you can't <laughs> make a good piece of salmon, then... Most definitely. Right. I mean, I never order fish. That's so funny. I so steer clear. Ever? Because you don't like it or because why would you? I just you? feel like I'd rather order meat. Right. But I'm speaking to a vegetarian. That's okay. That's okay because I'm speaking to a carnivore. So, <laughs> so, so all right. So then this. Let's talk about the paella since it's a yeah. good transition into vegetables. That's I had, true. I had my first paella on vacation. Oh, where? In Barcelona. Wow. I had a salmon paella, and what? And it was very cool, and it came in the pan. Paella pans. Okay. Can you describe a paella pan for people? So and describe what a paella yeah, is. Yeah. So a paella is a rice dish, but it's really like slow cooked rice. And that absorbs like all the different flavors that you put into it. And the whole um, idea of a paella is that it has different textures. So like the bottom gets a little bit crunchy. Right. And the rice on top is like nice and soft and, and really fluffy. And then you have all the different vegetables. You can put meat or f- like you had with fish or chicken. It's really, really an amazing uh, one pan dish. And it's made, you can do it in a regular pan or a cast iron, but there are special paella pans, which are really cool. And um, you can actually like just serve it. It's like a one pan dish. So, so it's fun. why does a paella pan... Why is that the go-to pan? I mean, I understand a crepe pan. Yeah. You need a crepe pan, as of Rami knows. Uh, don't even. Don't even. I gave him a whole lecture when he was trying to make bletlach or crepes out of a frying pan. I'm like, no. You need flat. You need thin. You need yeah, lower the, yeah. sides. Exactly. But it's, I it's not impossible. It's not impossible. But now you, you have to- No, we're not even going to do this. <laughs> You're not taking up the segment. We're going to get to you in a minute. Um, but why Why does paella, again- So it's the way that it, it distributes the heat. The heat. Okay. And also, like you said, like with the crepe pan, that it's a low edge. So that also helps cook the dish. The got way it. Way. Got it. Got it. Got yeah. it. And the crunch on the bottom of that. I love it. It's it's I love it's it. key. Yeah. It's like whereas if you're making rice otherwise, you may say, oh, the bottom got yeah. a little crunchy. And they're like, no, the bottom got crunchy. Isn't there a Sephardi dish about crunchy, yeah, crunchy what rice? Is it I don't know if somebody could comment on the app. What? I don't know if it's Bukharian. If I it's, saw it in. Um, it's definitely Raina not Senators. Eastern European, buddy. That's all I gotta tell you. Persian cookbook. Maybe uh, that's what Marina, it is. So right. She has a great recipe. Somebody wants to comment on the app. Let me know what that's called. Or Amrami can Google it because he's a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, <laughs> which is what he's doing right now. So there's a great, um, there's a great recipe right here on page 54, 54, 55 for early autumnal vegetable paella. The paella in general takes a long time, which is something that they ana- they told us when we ordered it at the yeah, restaurant. I would say it's like in- a Spanish risotto. Oh, that's a good yeah. that's a good description. Mm-hmm. That's a really good description. Does this take as long as a regular paella? That because this doesn't have a protein in it. You know what? Because um, Chef Laura Frankel did the article. She's okay. a real expert. She's from out of Chicago. She runs uh, kosher catering also for Wolfgang Puck. So she really knows her stuff. She was the founder of Shallots here in New York City. Years oh, ago. may it rest in peace. Yeah. yeah. So she shared that um, was a destination yeah, eating. Totally. Right. So she shared um, this recipe and so she treated the vegetables exactly like meat. Hmm. So like there was a the whole process. You first like saute the veg, take it out, 
add it back in and there's different vegetables and then there's like this amazing aioli that you made with it so it's not a quick dish but you're getting those flavors and so it's worth it. So it's worth the patience. Yeah. It's yeah. worth the patience. And by there the, are a lot of other quick dishes in the magazine, but no, this one I'll, isn't it. Listen, and we yeah. have to talk about Naomi ceviche in a minute, which oh, is definitely so a quick dish. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing about aioli, which is a garlic-based mayonnaise, yeah. is that as a person who doesn't look to eat mayonnaise in general, yeah. I would not skip this for the world. Right. You, Definitely. It's right. not like mayonnaise out of a jar. Correct. So when you hear aioli and you hear that it's being paired with paella, don't think there's a scoop of mayo right. sitting on top of your rice. Right. <laughs> Past the Hellman's. Yeah. <laughs> we went to, it's a whole different experience. We went to a restaurant. My husband and I went to a restaurant in Zichron Yaakov over vacation, which was some of the best food I've ever eaten in my life. And they brought a bread basket. And they brought olive oil and whatever, mm-hmm. and they brought naioli. Wow. And I was like, am I really going to sit here dipping bread in mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm such a hick. Am I gonna... And I, I, I kept on asking, yeah, I'm like, please bring me really more. Good. And you know what else? And this will actually, before we even get to Naomi ceviche, um, I had a, I'll show you a picture of the um, salad nissoir that I had at this restaurant. And the thing that made the salad nissoir so great was the eggs. Oh, so what when did they you, do to the eggs? Oh, so when you start talking about the runny eggs yeah. and the huevos rancheros on page 24, that I was like, all right, I can't wait to talk to Schiffer about <laughs> eggs. Can we just talk about, I mean, do you love eggs like I love eggs? Totally. It's such a versatile ingredient and it's so good. I, I've been using yeah. it for salad dressing, like as the dressing, like a hard, soft boiled egg on top of my kale salad. Let that yolk run. Oh, yum. Right? Yeah. People don't appreciate it's, yeah, it. Yeah, totally. It's such a versatile ingredient and... We have uh, Chef Chaya Lichtenstein. You could, uh, she's really big on Instagram, so you could see her up there. So she shared two techniques, how to make the really perfect fried egg and how to poach an egg. And poaching an egg is like ultimate. I love it. It's so easy. It's amazing. And like you said, it achieves that runny egg. You don't have to fry. It takes like three minutes. Right. So it's really, really great. Yeah, I mean, in general, like, it's really exciting, all the different people that contribute to the magazine. No. Like it- I mentioned, Laura, you mentioned Nomi and Chef Chaya and like, uh, Shannon Sarna shared her challah recipes, so we're really lucky to have all these people. Out and there. we have Jay Bookspam who did the wine yes. pairings. There's and he really knows what he's talking about. Like he knows this thing. Yeah, so. he really, he really does. There, it's so amazing to see how the um, how the magazine has evolved over the years, and also how it to me it reflects trends in current cooking. And Definitely. And and it's it's not you know there's no no offense to everyone out there there's no three sticks of margarine and the onion <laughs> soup mix recipes it's we're beyond that yeah we're beyond that kosher is is kosher cool is kosher cooking cool kosher is very cool it's very trendy I was at um, a year ago I think at the fancy food show it was listed as one of the trends are you serious yeah totally oh, and the God ever intended we for us to be trending I know <laughs> <laughs> there's something bizarre about that. <laughs> But because, like, saying, everybody sorry. knows about kosher. And, like, you walk around and these companies are embracing it. I mean, so not as many people keep kosher as there are kosher products, which is very interesting. Right. But, like, I'm saying there's, like, a few million people in the, in the United States that keep kosher. But there's, like, so many products that are kosher. Right. Which is really cool. It is It, it is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I wonder also, when I look through the magazine in terms of, what is current and trending, et cetera, yeah. is that I noticed that a, a number of the different tabletop things or accessories for the tables that you feature in the magazine are also beyond, you know, your grandmother's crystal and silver. Yeah. I mean, definitely we shop for props just for the shoot. We go to really like trendy You always places. said you were going to take me. 
We haven't gone yet. I'm just saying. I'm calling I'm, you out on the air. <laughs> I want to go on a field trip with Shifra <laughs> to well, go I am prop going, shopping. I'm going in between um, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So oh, those are just light days. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm squeezing in a photo shoot. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. They're just on my blood pressure. All right. We may have to schedule something around. You know. I know. I was going to do it like Erev Yom Kippur. And my husband was like, no. <laughs> that's where i draw the he line in terms of crazy <laughs> right well i told my husband i was running a half marathon in hoshana rabba he's like right i don't understand what you're saying um but that's what our husbands put up with but yeah, yeah. so you're talking about the accessories and you're talking about yeah. the photo shoots so what are we how how did our tables change or when did our tables change like i know that i'm buying fewer engagement gifts that are traditional and more that are, for lack of a better word, cool. Right, for sure. I mean, just like kosher became cool. And, you know, the world became smaller in a way. Like, everything's so easily available and everybody could, you could get everything so quickly and you could find inspiration so easily. So that's what brought everything, I think, closer to everyone. So, the, no, it does make sense. And I also think that that's reflected in the different recipes in the magazine yeah. is that the simanim are there. We're yeah. paying attention. We're paying, you know, homage, so to speak. We have our, our homage to the sponsors, as we say, at the Wallach household in terms of making sure to incorporate the Sima name into our Rosh Hashanah exactly. tables. But still, it's a little bit modernized. We're not moving too far away, but we're modernizing things. So let's talk about Naomi's ceviche yeah. because Avrami and I were talking about it before you got here. And um, the conversation started like this. And I wanted to know what ceviche was. <laughs> and I also have been wondering for a long time what aioli is. So thank you guys for yeah, uh, you know, we're here thank for you, you for covering that. We're here for you. Okay, so let's talk about what ceviche is. That's on page, um, it's on which page? It's on page 70. Page 70. Okay, and that is by our own Naomi Nachman, our Aussie gourmet, who hosts Table for Two every Friday here at the Nachum Siegel Network at 9 a.m. right after Jam and the a.m. Shameless plug. Okay. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about that. So explain if you so would a ceviche. So ceviche is a fish that's sort of cooked in acid. So you don't cook it in the oven. And it's not raw because it sits in lemon or vinegar, um, which cooks the fish and adds tons of bright flavor to it. So are we doing cook, saying cooks in quotation marks? Or well, it's very different than eating real fish. No, 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 no. I yeah. agree with you. I've had ceviche, but I want people to understand them. Yeah, no, you're not about cooking heat. it on. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's a cold, fresh dish. Okay. Um, sort of and like yeah, Avrami's. Avrami's looking to you for for a lesson here. Sort of like if I could give an example, maybe like I don't know if this is the, the way to understand it, but like somewhat like maybe like South American version of herring. If I could like you know. It's not cooked, but it sits in its like, okay, acidic the brine, liquid, right? The, like a brine, okay. and that Does sort of. Does that make of, sense? Yeah. Okay. All right. Avrami buys it. He thinks you know what you're talking about. And yeah, Nomi put some wonderful <laughs> um, traditional ingredients in hers. So right. that's what really tied it in with uh, Rosh Hashanah. It was really, really good. We did our photo shoot at um, our photographer, Ruby Leader, has a studio in Brooklyn. Okay. And so a lot of his friends, and there's like office space there, so these. You know, 20-year-old, uh, you know, young professionals were really munching on all the food. So Is they, the word you're looking for hipsters? They're hipsters, yeah. <laughs> so they, they gave a stamp of approval to all the food in the magazine. Nice. They were really eating it and tasting everything. So It's funny, when I was looking through the uh, Naomi's um, recipe, which sounds great to me and something mm -hmm. I would totally, totally 
you know, be down with and eat very, very happily. The one thing I mentioned to myself was that Granny Smith apples, I happen to be allergic to raw apples. So I'd have That's to. That's interesting. Well, it's interesting and also difficult at the <laughs> Rosh Hashanah holiday. Um, so that's something that I would have to adjust. But when I immediately, when I saw the uh, flat leaf parsley, when I saw the parsley mm-hmm. on top or cilantro, I thought it would be interesting to add celery leaves instead. Oh, that's nice. Right? Because it gives a little bit of a fresher yeah. taste. And, and for those people who don't like cilantro. Or, and yeah. Th- and there's a community of people out there who don't like cilantro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rami's part of that group. Why don't you like cilantro? Hi, it would be helpful if you talked into the mic as the engineer. Yeah. Purely because of the taste. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Um, but you think that that would work also, right? Oh, it's- definitely. Celery leaves are such a cool ingredient. Too. Right. It's, it's a great idea. Like a lot of times people just throw it out, but it's oh, a gra- really nice garnish. And with the lime, the lime plus yeah. the celery leaves. I just thought that whole thing would yeah. work. What could I use to substitute instead of the Granny Smith? Could, could um, I use I mean, a pear? Pears, why not? Asian yeah. pears? So that gives it a different twist also. Yeah, I mean, Asian pears are sweeter. Right, so the tartness of the Granny yeah. Smith is definitely what she's looking for here. So that's why I was trying to figure out for a good substitution. The other thing I was going to ask you is about the lamb recipe on page 62, yeah. which sounds amazing. The roasted honey glazed lamb with quinoa dried cherry stuffing, or as they say in Israel, quinoa. And they spell it <laughs> kuf, yud, nun, vav. I think it's, it's an ayin. So I'm reading it going, what, what? Oh, quinoa, right. Um, for people who don't want to make lamb. You could do this with beef. You could do it with chicken. Could you Could you take a, how do you do it with chicken? Stop for a second. How am I tying? You could take like um, baby chicken and roll it. Oh, or, okay. You know, so you're making cutlet. individual ones. Yeah, you can make oh, individual oh, oh. ones. Okay. And what about like a turkey breast? Totally. Like a turkey London broil that you would then butterfly? That's a great idea. I'm a big turkey, London broil, utilizing that whole thing kind of a girl. Yeah, we have the tips. Stuffing can be used for any meat or poultry or as an easy side dish. Because the the lamb can be... Yeah, it's lamb. Right. And also it might not be so easily found for everyone. Right. Is lamb a you love it or hate it kind of a thing? Um, Yeah, but also I think with a lot of times it's the preparation or the freshness of the lamb. Like I've had... um, Different lambs, different places. Um, I had grow and behold lamb, which was amazing. You like it? it I got to tell you, but I think it was oh, the freshness and grow and behold. Yeah. is worth every dime. Yeah, so that lamb was just phenomenal. And if you want to try lamb, go like go start there. Um, but this roast, I actually bought in Gourmet Glad, and it was great. And um, it didn't have like such a gamey or lamb mm. flavor that not everybody likes. Right, makes me rem- reminds me I got to place my duck order. Yeah, I was I was hoping that there was going to be like a duck and simanim kind of a oh, okay like with a pomegranate reduction <laughs> or you know a date something. Well, you can something. do you can use honey apple bounds, um, sticky ceylon short rib glaze, okay, and even the spice rub for duck. It would be really good. Oh, really? Like, just do the same thing for duck. Do you make duck a lot? Not tons, no, because it's because it's heavy because it's just just because it's one of those. I'm just sorry. That's all right. <clears throat> Even Nahum Siegel has to cough on the air yeah. every once in a while. Um, it's just one of those ingredients that not everybody likes. Okay. So, um, in my family. Right. So, I don't like, I love duck. My husband loves duck, but then everybody else has to eat it. So. Everyone else has to eat it. <laughs> you know, by the way, one of my favorite things about this issue 
is what you also did last year, which is the burn gel. Oh, so amazing. It's, well, thanks to burn gel. <laughs> yes, thank you, burn gel. My mother jokes, and it's only partially funny, that it isn't a yuntif if it isn't a burn. Oh, yeah. But somehow or another, I'm, I am I moved ahead on the calendar because I got this one about three and a half weeks ago. And I had, you can't even see it, it's so faint, but I had a burn here for years. It was wow. a straight line. You know what it was from? What? Taking out the cook, taking out the uh, the rack from the oven, and Ow. it literally hitting right Ow. here was like two inches wide. I'm like, wow, I'm an idiot. <laughs> this is why people use mitts, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. So, some, yeah. That that happens to everyone. The burn gel is it's a great product. So I once burnt product. myself, and I'm like searching for an old copy of the magazine. I'm like, where's where's a new copy of the magazine that has the burn gel samples in it? Right. <laughs> It's easier, by the way, to find an old issue than to turn into your husband who's on Hudsalit to tell him you yet again <laughs> burned your arm and need some more burn gel. It's uh, It comes with a lot, uh, m many fewer criticisms. The other thing, by the way, and we only have a couple minutes left, is I just want to give you props because, and this is 100% not a criticism, which is why I'm prefacing it that way. Okay. There are so many more ads, which to me says people get it. Like this is, right. you know, it's not a, ugh, there are so many more ads. There are so many more ads yay first of all ads could be fun like when you're right. done reading the magazine okay, it's cool to see what's out there right okay but also ads show support for yeah. the kosher industry and That's well the right. readers should know that these companies want to say hi <laughs> right and i think you know? i think it's wonderful and it's important to, yeah to know that the kosher food industry really has established itself yeah, definitely and you've seen it oh yeah i've seen it because i've since we started a few years back. Which is how long ago at this point? Know, like four. <gasps> four years ago. Oh my gosh, it's a lifetime. Yeah, four years ago. It's a lifetime. It really is. I Trust me, I know, because I feel like I've been here a lifetime. Um, and it's around the same amount of time. But yeah, you see it. like, And it's not even like, you know, the Hamish companies. Right. Their ads are so stunning and so modern. And yeah, like you said, they everybody gets it. You know, it's really amazing. Everyone gets it. And finally, with the minute left that we have, let's just talk about the challah options. Yeah, so um, every year we try to come up with new ideas. Right. This year, Shannon Sarna came up with the idea of doing, like instead of just doing traditional raisin, rum raisin. Rum raisin of rummy. So you're macerating the, the so, raisins? yeah, in rum. Amazing. Which I've never done before, and it was really good. I'm it sure was it was. Uh, what could be and bad? then you can we like rolled it and stuffed it in the challah, uh -huh. but you can also just mix it into the batter. So either or. Got it. Got and then it. we also did if you have any leftovers, we did a really cool French toast with an apple. Amazing. Yeah, I would never have thought about about soaking the um, the raisins. Yeah, it was in alcohol, phenomenal. But yeah. I don't know why I would love to soak things yeah. now. And then Paula did desserts with alternative flowers, which was great. Oh, that's right. I'm and, sorry, I meant um, to mention that. Yeah, that was really good. That's one of the cover. That's the cover photo. Right, and the tapas. Yeah, no Nomi Ross did uh, tapas um, inspired by Samanim. They were so delicious. And I'm looking forward Amazing. to it, because especially the honey uh, roasted squash crostini with beets, because we, yeah, as you and I, have, with balsamic reduction. Oh, so good. As you and I have discussed, we're big Samanim people at the Wallach, yeah. at the Wallach household. It's really something my kids look forward to, and. I have certain things that I only make on Rosh Hashanah so that um, we're now going to include. So the issues are available. You can get them. Tell, where yeah, can you people can pick get up them in your local supermarket. Um, you can even order a single copy online, joyofkosher.com forward slash magazine. And in honor of Yumtif, we put together a best of ebook. Oh. So we took all our favorite recipes of the past few years. And we put it together in an ebook. Whoever subscribes gets the ebook for free. That's so cool. So it's like a sort of a gift to all our new subscribers. That's great. 
So you could check that out on the website as well. Oh, that's great. Well, Kolika vote to you, Schiffer Klein from Joy of Kosher Magazine, and a shout out to Jamie and a shout out, of course, to your husband, Shlomo. Thank you. I mean, it's really a team effort, right? Yeah, definitely a team effort. And it's a beautiful, beautiful issue. And as always, you're a phenomenal guest, and I love talking about food. Yeah, it's so much fun. I know. And by the <laughs> way, I keep my food conversations basically to you because I, I you know, I encourage Naomi to take over all right. of that but I like sharing you with her <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good sharer anyway Jeffrey again thank you so much Thanks. and a shana to you and to yours yeah and to you as well thank you very much you've been listening to That's Life on the Nahum Siegel Network I'm Miriam L. Wallach thank you for making us part of your day let's go through the lineup of the rest of the day so you know what to expect look forward to and what not to miss coming up in the background is our tribute to Yessi Pimenta I thank Avrami for this selection we have a full afternoon of programming for you Right after That's Life, it's a live le- live lunch hosted this week by Nahum Siegel. And, of course, don't forget, he has something in store for me. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fun for somebody. That somebody will not be me. That goes till 1 o'clock. And at 1 o'clock, the stunt show hosted by Mark Zamek. He covers the topic of abuse in our community. At 2 o'clock, Throwback Thursday, featuring, again, the great the, the great and, the, unfortunately, the late Yossi Pimenta, a classic jam and am from July 2nd. 2003. Join Nahum tomorrow morning as he hosts JM and AM live here on the stream. NahumSiegel.com, JMAM.org, 91.1, 90.1, and 91.9 FM. The weekly update with Malcolm Holmine can be heard, please God, tomorrow morning at 7.40 a.m. For those of you who were listening last week and listening this morning, last week, Congressman Jerry Nadler professed his support. I say that with a heavy heart of the Iran bill. And if the rumors are true, as we heard this morning, Cory Booker, Rumor has it is going to support the bill as well. God, I hope that is not true, and I hope we have more to discuss about that tomorrow during the weekly update. And then, of course, at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, we have an encore of, Na- of Table for Two with Naomi Nachman, Saturday Night Seagull, hosted by our only, our one and only of Rummy, starting at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. 10 p.m. Renowned speaker Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson hosts Eternal Flame, and at 11 p.m. David Lichtenstein. Hosts headline Sunday morning. It's JM Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern time with Matis. Don't miss that. Also, I'd like to announce that Mutze Shabbos, Shlomo Katz, will be in concert with Divrei Hisoros from Rav Moshe Weinberger. That is together at 9.30 p.m. at the Youngest Row of Lawrence Cedarhurst in Lawrence, New York. Admission is $20. Again, Hodula Hashem by Yossi Pimenta off of his Yehula Ratzon CD. My thanks to Avrami for that selection. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Hello.